Combo Nation, what is a weekend episode for you? Let's go! <laughs> Can they hear us now? Good. What up, what up, what up everyone? Welcome to episode 248 of Combo's Court and I am Combo. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button. That's right, let me know how you feel about the show and this episode right on your Apple Podcast app. Today's show, Jamie Beckler, who's a leadership coach, podcaster, author, professional speaker, and a consultant to pro and college athletic teams, joins in to talk leadership, self-awareness, and more. A fantastic conversation with Jamie. Jamie is also the host of the Success is a Choice podcast. Can't wait for you to hear this one. You can find Jamie on Twitter at Coach Beckler. That's C-O-A-C-H. B-E-C-H-L-E-R. You know you can find me on Instagram at 12combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. I'm also on Twitter at Combo's Court. That's C-O-M-B-O-S-C-O-U-R-T. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Beckler, host of Success is a Choice podcast. Welcome to Combo Score, man. How you feeling today? Combo, man. I appreciate you having me. It's 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 a great day. Any every day is a great day. That's true. That is true. Jamie, tell me more about your pod. I know you were formerly a coach. Where where did this pivot happen? Talk to me, man. Talk to me. Yeah, my my uh, podcast is called Success is a Choice podcast, and uh, we have people from all across the uh, all, all across the spectrum. I think one week we had uh, a pastor, and then the next week we had a pussycat doll. Um, yeah, and we've yeah. had uh, you know uh, coaches, professional athletes, people from Shark Tank, uh, poker players, Phil Helmuth, poker champions. So we're all across the board. Um, and, and I wanted to have, it's probably not the best business model, but I wanted to have people on the show that I actually like to listen to because I like listening to podcasts. So I was like, man, I can control the questions. I get to ask somebody what I want to ask them and then I can listen to it. So, um, it's been fun. It's been great. But, uh, about four years ago, I made the pivot from organized athletics. I was a college basketball coach and then a high school athletic director for a couple of years, um, at, uh, a school that has the fifth largest gym in the country seats over 7,000 for high school. And so, uh, what state uh, is this? Indiana. Oh, well, yeah, that, ma- that makes sense, right? High school basketball. Is yeah, yeah. Uh, had a couple of pros um, come from the school. Nobody's won more state titles in boys basketball than okay. that school that I was at. And so th- that was fun. Being a basketball guy, that was awesome. Um, and so, uh, yeah, but I, I made the pivot about four years ago to go into full-time leadership uh, consulting, working with sports teams. I've written a few books and started this podcast. So it's been fun. Um, you know, I, I, I don't. I don't go into the office every day. I just get to work from home, my little office here. And yeah, you're, uh, you're in the office now. I, I am. It's, it's been fun, you know, getting to work with sports teams all across the country from high school, college to pro level. So it's been, it's been fun. You grew up in Indiana? I grew up in Michigan. Oh, okay. And then, uh, then went to Ohio to college uh, at a division three. And then uh, I was a grad assistant at Kent State University. Okay. And then uh, I've traveled in the South a lot. 
uh, coaching at different uh, small colleges mainly in the South. And then I ended up in Indiana and now I live in Ohio. So I'm a gypsy. I've traveled a lot. <laughs> you know, I've heard you talk about culture on your podcast, especially when it comes to teams, especially when it comes to basketball. What do you think has to be done to build great culture? Yeah, great question. First of all, the coach has to be intentional about it. They have to want a good culture. Every culture is intentional. You don't just wake up and you have a culture that you didn't allow to happen. Now, people will say, well, I don't know how we got here. Well, you got there because you made choices every day to choose something else that was more important. Choosing talent, choosing, uh, you know, I'm going to allow... I'm going to allow combo to get away with whatever he wants to get away with. And then all of a sudden he's going to you know, be a bad influence on other people. Cause I let him get away with stuff, you know, whatever right. it is, not that you were like that, but you know, coaches make that decision every day, what kind of culture they want. And then they reinforce it or allow a different call. They reinforce that culture or they allow a different culture to happen. Um, so first of all, coaches have to realize that, that, they're the number one starting point. But then the second thing is they have to equip and empower their athletes to then make that culture a reality. Um, you know, coaches yeah. can say all day long, man, we want this culture. We want this culture, but if they're not empowering their athletes to be better leaders, better teammates, and that's the culture they want, then they're not going to get the culture that they wanted. Um, you know, and so many coaches out there, they don't help their athletes know how to react to adversity, know how to handle certain situations, how to be a better leader, or man, I'm going to focus on these three leaders. They're my captains. Well, what about the other 12 guys on the team? Yeah. You know, there's going to, you know, if you and I are talking and we're freshmen and no captain and coaches around, well, what's going on? We can still be leaders to one another. We can still influence each other positively. Um, so you have to, as a coach, help your athletes, uh, uh, to be better leaders. And, and I always say, you know, every team, every team that you've been on, there's been issues, there's been drama. Now, maybe right. a lot of drama or just a little bit, you know, but every team has issues. Every team's going to have like a fire in their locker room, a metaphorical fire. Are you giving them fire extinguishers, teaching them how to use fire extinguishers or lighter fluid? Um, and too many coaches, they just leave it up to whatever, you know, whatever they'll handle it. Well, and then an 18 year old or a 21 year old doesn't know how to handle it. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. And also it's just great for everybody on that team when you have great culture, because you bring it with you for the rest of your life. You know, you even, you even look at players like who play in great organizations in the NBA, they help the next team that they're at, you know, in the locker room or, oh, or on the court, you know? Uh, abs absolutely. And, and there's a premium for some of those guys and, and, you know, yeah. the casual fan, you know, I'll be sitting here in my lazy boy watching a game and I'm like, that dude's sorry. How is that dude getting paid the money he is? Well, you know why? Because he's an awesome teammate. He's a great teammate. He's the 15th guy on the team, but he doesn't have to take shots and he's not going to complain. Great teams have great teammates most of yeah. the time. You know, yeah, yeah, and, definitely. And so many dudes don't understand that, whether you're watching the G League. You know, I've got a bunch of friends that coach in the G League and I'll watch some of these. That must be guys. a tough place to, to create team culture more than anywhere else, right? You got, you got 12 to 15 guys that are just looking for their next job, not really trying to build what they have there. You're right. But to go even further, they're not all your guys. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Only about three of those guys are your guys. And then Everyone another thing else, is you could be playing great and then they bring somebody down and it changes every it's, it must be crazy. Yeah. And I, I won't mention a name, but there was, there was a, a team, a coach, a buddy of mine, and they got a coach, they got a player placed on their team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Placed on their team with the caveat, this guy had to play so many minutes 
during the game. Of course. Yeah. Oh no. That happens all, all the time. Yeah, definitely. And the veterans on that team did not like that whatsoever. Cause this dude was not a good teammate. He was talented, but he was not a good teammate. And then an- another team that, that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking with the coach, all this, they had just gotten this new player, a guy that was a first round draft pick, but he kind of washed out of the NBA. And I didn't recognize him at first, but I knew he took like 15, 20 shots in this game. He was just chucking it. And I'm asking, yeah. the guy, I find out who he is. And then after the game, I go up to the coach. He's like, yeah, man, he's trying to get back to the NBA. I said, well, why does he think that he didn't make the NBA to start with? It wasn't because he was, couldn't shoot. It was because he, bad teammate, doesn't hustle and doesn't play defense. Well, he didn't try to do any of that stuff tonight. Like he's trying to shoot his way back to the NBA when the reality was he was a bad teammate, which is why he didn't stick in the NBA. So yeah, it's tough in that G league, but it's just tough. Kids don't understand, you know, sometimes it's not about the shot going in. It's about being valuable to your team. Um, I saw a guy, Oh gosh, I can't Luke may Luke may Luke may hit the shot a few years ago. If you remember Mm -hmm. with North Carolina, to beat Kentucky and send them into the final four. Um, right. Luke may was a walk on Luke may was like the ninth option on that team, but he hits the game winning shot against Kentucky. That dude is in the G league starting in the G league, averaging a lot of minutes in the G league, making a decent living as a professional basketball player. And there's dudes on the street playing at the YMCA that has ton more talent than Luke may did, but Luke may knows yeah, how to be a great teammate and, and, and make himself valuable to the team. Hundred percent. Hundred. There's a million. You know. You're right. You're right. All right. I want to shift to leadership. Of uh, what makes a great leader, but not only that, because I think you could be exceptional and great without being a leader, right? Like I think I think you don't have to be a follower or a leader. You could fall somewhere in between and still be great. It, it, does self awareness have something to do with that? Like I think we look at Kawhi Leonard. I don't think Kawhi Leonard is the craziest leader, but he's still super successful. You know. Um, yeah. Let me hear your thoughts on all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Good insights there. Um, What I would say is I think everybody is a leader. Now, here's the thing, though. I I, I look at leadership a little bit different. I think we have a misconception of leadership. Leadership isn't about positions or titles or authority. It's about influence. And so I think we all have an ability to influence one another to do something good. So so you take a Kawhi Leonard. Well, Kawhi Leonard has a positional leadership role. Because he has the status of being a stud. So people are going to follow him. People always th- follow do you, the studs. Do you, do, you th- do you think that should be the way it is? Do you think your best player always has to be the leader? I think you're going to fall short of your potential if your best player is not a good leader. Okay. If, you're, if your best player doesn't make other people around him better or doesn't do what he's supposed to do. And you do see that sometimes. Your best player or your most talented player doesn't really do what they are supposed to do or there's double standards and then that hurts your team because then other guys see that as well well why is coach getting on me when Kawhi doesn't do this or combo doesn't do this mm-hmm. um so i think that that could be i don't think you'll maximize your potential i think you can win games on talent but you're not going to win those championships um now what Kawhi did in toronto what Kawhi did in in san antonio I would say that their culture was amazing. Both of those places, they had great culture. He didn't have to be the rah, rah, stand up and fire up a locker room type guy. Well, yeah, he'll never be that. I think. No, but when he was in San Antonio, you know what he had to do? He had to do what he was supposed to do and then improve himself every day. He He learned culture there. I'll tell you that. Yeah. But, but I do think, you know, if you're the freshman that's sitting at the end of the bench and your best friend is the water cooler and the athletic trainer, 
you can still be a good leader because you can be that one person that does what they're supposed to do. And then, you know what, maybe you have a roommate or maybe you have a, a, a best friend on that team. You get them to do what they're supposed to do. Uh, Josh Pastner, uh, Josh Pastner, the, the coach at Georgia tech right now. Um, but he was at Memphis as a coach, but he played at Arizona. He's a walk-on at Arizona as a freshman. Josh Pastner was so well-respected by Lute Olson that Lute Olson gave him the keys to the gym. He was able to get into the gym. Uh, now it wasn't so Josh Pastner could make himself better. All right. Lute Olson didn't care about Josh Pastner's jump shot, but Josh Pastner was able to get Miles Simon was able to get all these other guys, these stars on the team to go in. And he was like, dude, just come in. I'll rebound for you. I got the key. Let's go in. Let's get some extra work. And they won a national championship when he was a freshman. He got these guys. He was able to influence these guys. They respected him enough. And it wasn't like, Hey, let's go shoot together. It was like, Hey, I'll rebound for you. Hey, I'll, I'll provide value to you. Everybody can provide value on a team. You just got to find kind of where that is. Um, uh, Toronto Raptors. Uh, I'm working with, I, I did some leadership stuff with them a couple years ago. I'm out there, Fred, uh, we, we arrive at this gym. Uh, we're at mini camp out in LA. We get there, we pile out of the vans and, and, and during the summer mini camps, there's no like tr- support staff. The players got to carry their own bags, all this kind of stuff. So right. there's like, there's like, three bags sitting and there's like five dudes surrounding these bags. And so to do the quick math, they know if I just wait a minute, I don't have to carry a bag, you know, five out of four people are bad at math. You know, I'm one of them, but these guys weren't bad at math. They understood the math there. Well, all of a sudden it seemed like forever, but it was only a couple seconds. Fred Van Fleet comes up, picks up both, picks up two bags and says, screw this. Let's go get better and walks away. Now this was Fred going into his second year. So he's coming off of, being a part-time G league guy, but being an undrafted free agent. Well, we all know he's gotten paid big time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's just one example of Fred Van Fleet doesn't care about anything except getting better. I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better. And that whole Toronto Raptors organization, the year that the, the year that Dwayne Casey won coach of the year. And then the next year when they won the championship under Nick nurse, both of those years, their starters played the least amount of minutes of all. Their yeah. whole culture was such that if I'm, if I'm so-and-so and I'm, if I'm Kyle Lowry and I go to the bench, I'm okay with that because I know it's going to help our team. And I know Fred Van Fleet is going to come in and not just be out to get his, but he's going to be coming in to, to make our team better. And that's when you know you have a great culture is when the guys look after one another and the guys are just as excited about each other doing well as they are their own success. Do you feel that we're in a time that people – are worried about everybody else and not focused enough on themselves, even though I would, uh, you know, I would tell everybody to be kind to everybody. That's not where I'm getting at. I'm talking about just focusing on your craft every day and not worry about the noise going on around you. Yeah, but it's so hard. It's so hard because we're seeing everybody's highlight films. You know, I'm seeing, you know, on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. But when when something's hard and you focus in it, you have a crazy advantage, you know, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but, but comparison is the thief of joy. I mean, comparison, the comparison game is bad, but we do it all the time, man. Take care of your own, make yourself better. You mentioned earlier, self-awareness, not about this question, but you mentioned that phrase earlier. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important to have Mm -hmm. self-awareness, to be able to evaluate where you're at, what I need to do to be better. 
screw it if I'm not playing as much or I don't have the resources or my coach is a jerk. So or what? it doesn't even have to be about sports, you know, whatever you're working yeah. on, you know, are you doing what you can do to be the best that you're capable of becoming? And most of us aren't. Most of us are like, I mean, it happens with my stinking 11 year old all the time. I'll be correcting him on something and he'll bring up something from two days ago. And it's like, no, dude, you're, you're, you're misdirecting right now. Like you're, you're trying to take the focus off. Did you just do what you were not supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then let's address that right now. And that's what we don't do as players or people. You know, we always have an excuse. We always have a reason, dude, just do what you're supposed to do and keep working to be the best you're capable of becoming. Yeah. And I'm sure you take that with you with your podcast to this day. Like you have to be focused. You have to put the work in. Well, yeah. Is what you're doing today, today, are your choices today? We know that they're going to affect us tomorrow. Well, are the choices and decisions we're making today getting us closer to our goals? And if not, why are we making these choices? You know, we talk all the time and I, I say it too sometimes, man, this is such a hard decision. No, it's not really. Most of our decisions are not hard. You know what the, I, I mean, know. You, re, you really know what the right decision is to make, you know, yeah, you, can man, either, you can either I work know, hard. Or, yeah. I know I don't need to eat this Kit Kat. I should be eating up uh, an apple and I know water is better for me than a Dr. Pepper. Well, I think okay. a good way to get over that is how, how try and look in the future. How will you feel after this Kit Kat? Like that, that's the best way to look at stuff like that. But we're constantly, we're constantly making decisions that don't mesh with what we say our goals are or where we want to be. You know, and, and players do this all the time. Well, I, you know, I, I want to be starting or I want to be all conference. Or I want this or that or coaches, coaches screwing me over coaches playing favorites. Yeah, but you're not doing what you need to do to even make it a fair fight. Like you do what you're supposed to do first and then we can worry about that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you do that, I mean, your next situation where the coach does like you, you'll be ready. Right. Even if that is oh. the case for some crazy because reason. you build, which, habits. Are, which it usually isn't the case. But if it is, then the next coach you get, you know. You'll be, you'll be better. There are some bad coaches out there, but most of the time <laughs> there's just players not doing what they're supposed to do or at least doing it consistently enough. Well, I, I came early for practice. Yeah. How many times? Well, I, the last two days I came early for practice. Well, yeah, the last two days, but you spent three years being late or three years being lazy. Two days yeah. doesn't make up for that. If you're, you know, there are cases where there's two players in the similar level and one might get a, you know, a little favoritism. If you're way above and better than everybody else, you're going to get your opportunity. So that that's like the oldest, the coach doesn't like me. We can't hear that for 10 years straight. All right. Like I, like <laughs> I, I would have players, I'd have my college players sometimes come and say, that professor just screwed me. It's so unfair. They screwed me over. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, I failed the class. I'm like, well, what do you mean? I should have got a D in the class. I'm like, no, 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 no. No. If you're arguing about a D and an F, then you didn't, you don't deserve to argue about that. You didn't even make it close. Now, if you're talking, and especially a, D, if it's every class, if it's yeah, like, you, you know, yeah. if it's one, if you got A's in every other class and then there's that one D maybe, but not every class. <laughs> yeah. But we're arguing here about an F or a D. A D is terrible. Dude, right, you shouldn't right. have gotten a D now a or a B. That's a different story or a minus B plus, but yeah, you know, do all that you're capable of doing. And then we can talk about some of this other stuff. Jamie, great stuff. Tell me more about your books. What books you have right now? You have three of them, right? I have three of them. Um, my most recent one is called The Bus Trip, and uh, uh, it's a fictional book. It's one of those like modern day leadership fables, but it's uh, a story of a team that's having a challenging season, which we all can relate to at some, in some point, mm -hmm. and it follows their a day. It follows a day. They wake up. The very first part of the, you know, the alarm clock wakes them up, 
They go to this game. They have all kinds of situations and conversations during the day. And the players end up realizing that they can be better teammates. They can be more positive leaders and that it's not all up on the coach to, to make that happen, that they can do it individually by their relationships. And so teammates talk to teammates uh, and inspire one another. And then they kind of all come together at the end and realize that, Hey, this is what I can do to be a better teammate. And so uh, when I was looking to write the book, I wanted to make sure that we had a book that if I put that in the hands of a 16 year old, or I put that in the hands of you when you were a, a junior in college, that you would get something out of it. You could relate to it and you'd be like, Oh, I never thought of it that way. Oh, I never realized I could, I, my mentality could be that, or I could have this kind of a conversation. And so we talk about all different kinds of stuff, you know, whether it's roles on a team, you know, uh, we talk about, you know, even a hundred thousand dollar sports car, you know, can be sidelined by a, a $5 spark plug. That's not working. You know, 100%. the same way a $5 spark plug can make that hundred thousand dollar luxury car look pretty good. You know, hundred percent, you know, how many times did you hit a shot, you know, and everyone wants to high five you for hitting the shot. Well, if someone didn't set a great screen for you or someone didn't pass and then cut down the lane and get the defense to slide over, and then you were able to drive and hit a pull up or something, you know, all those kinds of those $5 spark plugs, those role players on your team make stars look good. And in the same way, if those role players don't do it, the stars don't look good. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you talk about all these kinds of things in the book and I wanted to give a book out there. It's pretty quick. It takes two hours to read it, you know, from front to f- front to back. And uh, we are excited. We, we love that book. Yeah. It was a fun book to write. Jamie Beckler success is a choice podcast. Uh, you're always welcome back on the show. Uh, talk soon, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I love your, love your show. Love the NBA talk, man. appreciate it. Anytime. There it is. Another episode of Combos Court. Thank you to everyone who tunes into the show across the globe. Big shouts to Jamie for joining in on this episode. Combo Nation, let me know how you feel about this episode by dropping a comment right on your Apple Podcast app. That's right. Give me some feedback and also leave a five-star rating. It's really important. It helps the show tremendously. And also, man, punch down on that subscribe button if you haven't already. Be on the lookout for episode two, four, nine, combo out.